I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, Steve and Larson! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. (laughs) Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Y'all like to solve some mysteries? Hey, guess what? Saturday what? nights, me and the Enforcer yeah. solve some mysteries. It's uh, at the Twitch. It's a lot of fun. It's a second screen experience. Uh, so uh, come on out to the Twitch. If you got nothing better to do on a Saturday night, it's usually at 9 Pacific, midnight Eastern. Uh, that's a lot of fun. And then uh, also, if you enjoy ad-free episodes, if you want going in raw ad-free in the audio realm, you can get that if you go to goinginraw.supercast.tech. The link is in the description, uh, and you get, uh, yeah, you get this show ad-free in your podcast app, or if you want to get some of our bonus episodes for $5 a month, the, the other one is the, with no bonus episodes, $3 a month, the one with bonus episodes is $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes every single week, the numbers don't lie, and uh, power rank this week on the numbers don't lie, Dave Batista, we applied our tried and true Going in raw mathematical formula on Dave Batista, and yeah. uh, and it was a really fun episode. Uh, and then on Power Rank, uh, sort of a throwback mm-hmm. to our old countout slash ten for the win type stuff, uh, where we power ranked the top ten most shocking moments in pro wrestling, and we do it live. So if you're a patron, YouTube sub, YouTube channel member, you can uh, I'm sorry, Twitch sub or YouTube channel member, you can watch it live. You can watch it on demand, or if you're an audio mm-hmm. patron. You can listen to it as well. It's a lot of fun. It's good stuff. Indeed. 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 Smackdown was in Madison Square Garden tonight. And uh, you can tell if they're going to spend all that money that it costs to run at Madison Square Garden, they're going to bring out the big guns. And they brought out Brock Lesnar. Yes, Larson, you have a question, please. Yes, sir. Yes, I understand. uh, You can't have Brock Lesnar on every week because I'm sure it costs a lot of money to do that. Tons. From a creative standpoint, though, 
Like, there's no reason you can't run shows of this quality in any building in the country. And while SmackDown was very good and I enjoyed it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, WWE is capable of doing this. Yeah. Why can't they give us it a bit more often? Yeah, that, that's a solid question. I would imagine. I like my my speculation on it. This is burnout. It's you know you got the the people at the very top are like uh, trillions of years old, and they can't bring it to that degree every single week. So Vince gets motivated during at certain points. Madison Square Garden, a building that obviously has yes, Larson. You have another question. So I, one of the reasons I feel like this show was 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 so good is because there was a couple really 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 good matches. Yeah, that held it down. They gave Edge it, Edge and Seth pretty much put on a pay per view main event match. Yeah, on oh, the show. Oh my god, they gave gosh. it like a half hour. Yeah, it was killer. And as we saw the the first half of Raw this week was really 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 good. Why? Because they focused on in ring action rather than a bunch of of redundant uh, back, backstage segments or or unmotivated rematches. So I feel like if it, it it shouldn't be that hard of a formula, and it it should be in a in a to an extent somewhat burnout proof, somewhat, in that you have incredible wrestlers on your roster, who when you put them in the ring for twenty minutes can generally put on really good matches. Just have them do that. Look, I, you're preaching to the choir. I don't know. I. It should be that we've seen a guy. Just be a fan. Who happens to be the son of a billionaire? Come in, say pitch to the pitch to the hottest free agents in wrestling, and say, "Hey, let's make a really cool company." And he just does it. Now, I think Tony Khan is an incredibly smart guy, but also he's got the benefit of youth. And we saw Vince McMahon in his fifties, anyways, when you're still, you know, pretty, uh, pretty with it. Uh, produce some pretty compelling television on a week-to-week-to-week-to-week basis. He used to do this stuff. He's a million years old. He's so old, and Bruce Pritchard is so old. And you listen, I say this a million times, if you want some real insight into WWE creative, listen to how burnout Bruce Pritchard sounds on, on his podcast because he still produces it. Or he doesn't. He calls in. He doesn't actually. Yeah, he calls in. But he's there. You know, he's doing it. And you can hear in his voice. I mean, besides just understanding what their creative minds are like, it's an attraction. You can hear how burnt out the guy is. He doesn't get any sleep. And I just imagine it's easier to say this week. All right. I don't know. A couple. I don't Dude, Look, I'm with. I mean, I think I would think the easiest thing would be is like, okay, we have the basics for a story. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Seamus, go to the ring. You get 25 minutes. Yeah. You're right. killing time. Right. You're you're providing entertainment. You're providing people with the content they want to see as pro wrestling fans. Yeah, which is pro wrestling. I mean that that that, that rather than having to try to come up with ideas for ten backstage segments that lead to really nothing. Yeah, put people in the ring, have put put on matches and tell stories that way. Tonight's SmackDown. It was a story of what WWE does better than anybody else, including AEW, and that is big spectacle matchups. Roman yeah. Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. AEW can't claim to have anything like that. Um, it feels like a big mania level thing. And I even said on Twitter, I think they should actually have this explode at WrestleMania. You know, what is it? Seven months from now. Yeah, they should take their time with it. Agreed. Take their time with it. Absolutely. You can go and payment has even said it in a recent interview or at least a headline said this. I didn't actually read the quote that people are not going to be able to predict the twists and turns that are coming up. 
Um, yeah, I saw that too. And I think that's terrific. I think that's really mm-hmm. great because this is, mm-hmm. I got chills when Brock came in there and it's a different Brock and, uh, and it's a different dynamic and what's Heyman's role and all this stuff. I think it's great. And then you also have, and along with that, You've got what they do really well. They've got Becky Lynch, one of the biggest stars in the industry, and she is doing everything she can, and I think she's proving successful in getting the crowd behind Bianca Belair. And I think that is working. Well, also, I think I think Bianca's doing a hell of a job getting the crowd I, behind Bianca I think Belair. she is, too. But this is a lot of this heavy loading, by necessity, has to be done by Becky. She is such a beloved figure, and so for her... To come out there with those ridiculous sunglasses, which were awesome, by the way, and that awesome yeah, coat. Those were, it, was, it was all great. It was all great. Uh, to come out there and perform the way she performed, I mean, a lot of that just hinges on, like, Bianca's ready. Like, she's there ready for this, but it ain't <laughs> going to work. If A good example is Triple H versus Roman Reigns when Triple H yeah, yeah, was yeah. basically making Roman Reigns. Uh, a, a fight for him to be a face and Triple H is sitting there crotch shopping the whole time back at 32. Triple H was not helping Roman Reigns. He was making, he was sort of forcing Roman Reigns to, he was putting yeah, him totally, in a bad position. Totally. Becky is trying to her damnedest to help Bianca and I think it's working. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Yeah. The other side of that is you look at their mid card where it's this 10 man house show match it was a house show match the bringing trey young in, in, into the whole thing with Sami Zayn was was brilliant it that looked, was fantastic the match was a lot of fun but it also kind of illustrated that there are kind of no stories right now in oh, their yeah. mid card there's really no, no, no. In, the, in the men's division there's 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 the bloodline story there's when is dom going to turn on ray <laughs> and not much else yeah um and so the lack of meaty stories for people to get involved in can on occasion be hidden because they do spectacle so well. They do spectacle well, and the Roman stuff is usually very, very good. It is, yeah. They do that story very well, and I think the headlining uh, women's story is very good too. But the But everything below that is just, it's not the most... There's really nothing there, you know, Mm-mm. everybody's Mm-mm. just sort of swimming around. And then I thought that tonight's mid card match, the 10 man tag match, I thought that actually served a pretty damn good purpose. And that was let people see big E pin people. And I thought that his interview afterwards was killer. And I have no doubt, no doubt in my mind that you are looking at the next WWE champion on Monday Night Raw. He mentioned Bobby Lashley's name, and I don't know if he had done that before. I don't recall. He has been showing up in Heyman's face over and over again. He has specifically mentioned, I think in an interview, that he wants Roman, but tonight Mm -hmm. he mentioned Lashley. And I think that that shit's going down same way as I think Drew McIntyre is headed directly to SmackDown come draft. Yeah, that's that's even that's even more obvious. Big E is heading to Monday Night Raw, and he will possible. he will cash in. I on think Bobby a lot Lashley. a lot will be a lot will be kind of uh, for us as as viewers gives a, a very a much stronger hint as far as where they're going in that regard because uh, during the show they advertise that Orton versus Lashley for the title is happening Monday rather than the tag match. Um. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay. So, so you is know, that the, not happening at Extreme Rules now? I guess not. Maybe. Maybe not. 
So I don't know if it's a situation because we'd always kind of speculated. We have on our raw recaps that there's an obvious path there, a relatively obvious path for what to do with a WWE title heading to Mania. You put it on, you put the title on Orton, have Riddle win the Rumble while they're still a team. The team falls apart because Orton can't deal with the fact that Riddle is his number one contender. Can't deal with it. Yeah. Team falls apart. And if you want to put that title on Riddle at WrestleMania, you can do that because that story, the RK bro story has been probably the strongest stuff on raw for the last two or three months. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, you know, if, and I wasn't necessarily expecting Orton to win extreme rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that would be, that was going to be the start of a two or three, uh, pay-per-view feud. Mm-hmm. But if they're getting that match, the first match out of the way on raw, and if it's like a, a pretty decisive win for Lashley, probably ain't happening. Oh, I would, I would, I would suggest that as somebody is saying, white brownie saying here is probably going to be a wonky finish. Oh, I, yeah, I expect do, that to yeah. be the case. I yeah. a thousand ex- percent expect it to be the case. And yes, the match, as he, as White Brownie mentions here, will lead to the rematch at, at uh, Extreme Rules. A thousand percent expect that to be the case. But I'm just saying, if it plays out another way, Lashley it versus, makes me a bit yeah. more pessimistic about Orton getting that title. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a bad point. That's a good point. Um, Lashley versus Orton is going to be an interesting litmus test, as they all have been. With Lashley, another interesting litmus test. You know, you and I were fairly well convinced that Lashley was going to beat Goldberg at SummerSlam, and of course he did, but it was in a weird way. Yeah. Um. I'm. I, I mean, Saudi Arabia. I. Hmm. Well, here's the thing. What did Goldberg say? I don't care about the title. I just want to beat Lashley. Now we had thought maybe okay they'll have a non-title match because you take Goldberg at his word doesn't want the title, doesn't care about putting that on the line. He just wants to beat Lash. And so they just have it be a non-title match, which they don't usually do for huge pay-per-views, you know, a champion yeah. in a non-title bout. Yeah. That's usually something reserved for Raw or SmackDown. So I guess we this thought didn't cross our mind. May Lash loses the belt before that show, and you get Lashley Goldberg, uh, not for the title because Lashley's not champion anymore. I mean, wouldn't that be a pretty spectacular draft day if Lashley has – when is the draft again? October uh, 1st? I think Andrew Zarian said it was going to be on – it's going to start the 1st, which I think is a Friday. Yes. And then the 4th um, will be on Raw. The when, the draft is, when is Extreme Rules? When is Extreme Rules? The 20th? September 26th. Okay, so that's like basically the go-home-to-the-draft. More or less, and then the the and then crown uh, crown royal <laughs> is mid October. Okay, mid late October. Yeah, I man, uh, I mean, if you want to make a huge deal about the draft, night one, Big E gets drafted to Raw, and uh, maybe as a result of these shenanigans with Orton and uh, and Riddle, uh, Lashley ends up getting cashed in on. I don't know. That's a freaking hot show right there. But anyways, mm-hmm. we're sort of getting away from SmackDown tonight. We they were in Madison Square Garden. I thought it was a pretty fun show because it's sort of, you know, they, they brought out, like you said, uh, they brought out just an A show. They brought out some inspiration. And uh, why they don't do it more often is because they don't build the stories to warrant they it don't, more but often. I, I felt like so much of this was so simple. Like we, when we were talking about it on our Rampage watch along about this opening segment, it's a segment that more or less writes itself. You just have to get out of the way. 
you know? Yeah, but it's also a once in a feud thing for Brock to show up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and not that. every feud can do this. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But how many times have we seen like a, the WB presented with a, a potentially great feud and they just fumble? It, oh, man, you know? dude, it's constant. Yeah, absolutely. All the no, time. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I mean, dude, every week of Nikki A.S.H. becoming a superhero could have been pretty cool. You know, but they just that story was just a mess. It was like this person's yes. winning this week, this person's winning that week, and it just it, none didn't of it made any sense. sense. There's didn't make any sense. The, the the story beats telling telling logical, coherent three act plots, three act stories. It just is not WWE's thing, man. No, no, they um, care for moments and not much else. Pretty much. So uh, Roman Reigns opens SmackDown. Uh, it's announced that he has an Extreme Rules match against Finn Balor. Uh, or sorry, a match at Extreme Rules against Finn Balor. Uh, he gets I haven't announced ring. any Ashley Extreme Rules matches for the Extreme Rules pay per view. That is correct. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's the most likely thing to actually be an Extreme Rules match? Certainly not. Like the demon is the selling point for Finn versus Roman. Um, I don't know if they do something with Becky and Bianca or they do with Lashley Orton. Yeah, depending on how Lashley Orton goes, maybe that. Maybe that could be, but I don't know. Maybe somebody in chat has Edge versus Rollins. This might have this might have written off Edge for a little. Yeah, while. this 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 wrote out wrote off Edge for a little. I bit. think it probably did. So Roman says, and Seth, by the way, is doing career work. Oh, he's been great. Uh, Roman and uh, Heyman and the Usos come out, and he says, "When it he says, wise man, when it comes to New York City, WWE runs this town, right?" He's like, "Yes." He's like, "And who runs WWE? You do, my tribal chief. That's right." The tribal chief and the bloodline run WWE. Therefore, the tribal chief runs New York City. So Madison Square Garden, acknowledge me. He really got into that one. And the crowd acknowledges him, Larson. They were were chanting Roman and Pat McAfee was marking out for that. So uh, while they're doing that, Brock Lesnar's music hits. He's wearing the Dean Ambrose getup, but he also has flannel vest. Mm -hmm. Brock gets in the ring. Roman, uh, they have a face-off, but then he steps back and lets the Usos get between them. Paul says, he sort of says, you know, he tries to calm it down. He says, Brock, Brock, wait, what, what, let me ask you this. Why are you going after the WWE Universal title after all the titles we could go after? And Brock interrupts and says, I got a question for you, Paul. Why didn't you tell Roman I was going to be at SummerSlam? And I understand... Fox needing to censor this. That crowd was chanting, you fucked up loud and clear. 
and it was pretty rad. It was pretty. It the was. crowd obviously is Madison Square Garden. They were a hot crowd tonight, man. <laughs> they were, and I love I love Roman just glaring at Heyman. Yeah, after that that revelation, when he's surprised about something, he is not happy at all. He is not no, happy about it. No, um, and so Heyman's like, I didn't I didn't know Brock was going to be there. He's just playing mind games, and uh, Roman grabs the title from Heyman. He leaves. The Usos follow, and Brock's just laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's cracking so, up. So Heyman takes a moment, and he starts doing his usual intro for Brock. You know, for 20 years, I've been the advocate of the reigning, defending, so on and so forth. And he finishes up, and Brock's like, man, that's great, just like old times. But before Roman fires you, I want you to accept the challenge, please. Paul, says, Paul what, says, what challenge? Shot the universal title. I'm going to give you five seconds to accept. And he gets to two and puts Heyman on the shoulders for an F5. And then Roman hits the ring, Superman punch. Goes for another one. Brock catches him for an F5. Usos hit Brock with a pair of super kicks or stereo super kicks. Uh, I think they go for another, uh, some more. Brock evades, hits him with clotheslines, uh, hits each of them with a, a German suplex while uh, Roman and Heyman take their leave up the ramp. Shout out to Heyman for taking that fall, though, because when uh, yeah. Roman punched Brock, uh, Paul Heyman went f- uh, flying down. Yeah, um, yeah that, was a, that was a killer. A killer opening segment, and I'm I'm really just dying to see where this goes. That's going to be really really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it Brock is terrifying when he speaks. Terrifying when he speaks. You know, it's one thing to see him in there, and and Paul's doing his thing, and sometimes Brock eh, might look a little on the board side because he's heard it so many times. When Brock speaks, it's terrifying, legitimately. It is. It really is. Uh, after that, uh, Kayla has an interview for Paul Heyman. And of course, he's upset because Kayla's basically a stalker at this point. And he's, she, she asked simply, is Roman going to answer the challenge? And he's so stressed out. And he says, the, the tribal chief will answer it on his time. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get this big 10-man tag match. Now, you and I were texting during this. We were both certain, certain that star of the future, Rick Boogs, was going to get the win here because he's been... Getting these pins all pinning over everybody. the place. Pinning everybody. Everybody. Um, before the match began, so it was, it was Boogs, Nakamura, uh, Ray and Dom, and Big E versus Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews, Bob Roode, Dolph, and Otis. So basically everybody else is out in the ring. Uh, Sammy's making his, or sorry, Nakamura's making his entrance. Sammy cuts him off and says, I love New York. And he's got the Knicks jersey, and I love New York pants to prove it. Pajama pants. He's wearing yeah, pajama it pants. It's amazing. So he says, I've arranged for a special guest to be here. Someone who knows what it's like to win in Madison Square Garden. The Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young. Amazing. This was uh, brilliant. Amazing. Absolutely. This guy was hated during their series. Hated. It, commentary mentioned that someone in the crowd spit on him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And he was loving it. He was, he was eating this up. Great. It was great. He was helping the heels out. At one point, uh, he grabbed Rey Mysterio, was like trying to hold him down from the outside, and the ref ejects him from ringside. <laughs> it was great because Trey, at first, there's another ref ringside. He's like, the ref's saying, you got to go. And Trey just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Healing it up. Awesome. Healing it up. It was pretty awesome. Was so shortly after that, Dom and Ray hit a double 619 on Sammy, which leads Biggie to grab him, hit big ending for three afterwards. He has an interview in the middle of the ring. Big E says, you know, we had a good team like the Knicks. He's asked, 
uh, about when he might cash in. And he said, this might not be the last time you see me even tonight. He says, whether it's the almighty Bobby Lashley or the tribal chief Roman Reigns, if you have what I need, I'm coming for your neck. It might be next Monday when I show up on Raw. It could be any night. But just know if you have what I need, you're going to feel my power. I thought this yep. was a great promo. It was good. He really needs to start just completely demolishing people, you know, to, to really put in our heads mm-hmm. that this guy is legit. Yep. Agreed. A thousand percent. After that, uh, the Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch contract signing. So Pierce and Sonia are in the ring. Um, and uh Bianca comes out and Pierce says with this, with your signature, Bianca, this match will be official. And, you know, most contract signings don't get underway until both participants of the match are in the ring. So I thought, Oh, they're going to have either Becky's already signed it or she's going to no show the contract signing. Interesting. So Bianca picks up the mic. Um, she says, imagine coming all this way, standing in Madison square garden. The last time I was in the ring with Becky, uh, I wasn't expecting a title match. I respect Becky as a competitor and a new mom, but the one thing uh, she would respect Becky uh, for is that she would never run from a fight. Mm -hmm. Now things have changed. It says uh, Becky got her at SummerSlam, but if they went toe-to-toe now, the outcome would be different. Now she doesn't respect Becky as much as she used to, but Extreme Rules, Becky can win back some of my respect after I win back my title. And so she signs a contract. And then Becky comes with humongous sunglasses these things huge were large very huge. very and, large. A, and and like a bright red fur coat yeah yeah she walks to the ring and says the original wrestlemania main eventer has arrived um says i uh, she knew that she had bianca's number when her music hit at SummerSlam. she saw the look in bianca's face and that's the thing you can either be a fan or you can be the man it's a good line she said there's there's no shame in buying a ticket sitting with the regular people. <laughs> yeah. She said, I'd give you the match when I was ready. And maybe I would have been ready tonight. Maybe I would beat you in 20 seconds. Now we, we won't know. What happens? If I don't sign the contract. What happens? What happens? She, if I don't sign she it brings up a good point here. And they just start yelling. And we're like, come on, man, you got to sign it. Just sign it. Just sign it. She gets mad. She says, uh, she says, uh, oh, damn it, well, Bianca gets the crowd to chance sign. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she said she was sitting at home. Listen to the crowd chant every time, every week. We want Becky. We want Becky. You know, I came back at the last minute notice with last minute notice, and I beat the champ in 26 seconds, and this is how you treat me? She says, I let, she tries to get sympathy. I left my baby girl at home, and you people are favoring a flash in the pan over me. And the crowd starts chanting EST. And this wasn't piped in. EST. EST. The job is being, it's being, the mission is being accomplished by Becky. Uh, She says, uh, fine, I'll give Bianca her match, but it'll end the same way. Becky signs and she throws a contract to Bianca. Bianca catches it. Becky just leers at her and leaves the ring. Yeah. The ring. Uh, We got a pretty good Seth Rollins Edge video package after that. It was pretty well done. It was, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then we get a, a shot of Heyman. He's on the phone talking to somebody backstage about what's going on tonight. Uh, Shotzi and Tegan roll up behind him in their tank. Says, hey, do you want to ride? No, okay, fine. So they leave. He turns around. Kayla's right there. (laughs) She wants an update on whether Roman's going to accept the challenge. And Paul says, all you do is poke till you get your answers. Says uh, Roman is going to go witness his cousins defend the tag tiles tonight, and then he'll answer Brock's challenge. 
And so he turns. Big E is standing there. Mm-hmm. He holds up the briefcase right in his face. Right in his face. Uh, after that, we had uh, Seth Rollins versus Edge. Oh, fantastic belt. Dude, this was this easily, easily could have main evented a pay-per-view. Like, this yep. was absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, I loved, I loved. So this whole thing has been, you know, Seth Rollins, what do I need to do? It, the, the, the entire thing being about basically a Seth Rollins identity crisis and trying to match his foe with his foe. And this time he brought out the glam slam. He hit him twice with a glam slam. Edge buries the move. Edge hits a pedigree for two. Um, Seth, they go up top. Uh, or Seth is trying to do the superplex into the Falcon Arrow thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Edge is able to counter by throwing him off. Uh, uh, he gets Seth in the sharpshooter, which, by the way, Edge was wearing distinctly a shout-out gear to the hitman, Bret Hart. Yep, yep. Uh, so Seth gets out of that. Seth gets Edge in the crossface. Edge counters put, putting him in the crossface. The deal. Uh, the deal. Yeah, he puts him in the – well, the deal I, The deal specifically has you – need, You need the chair. I know, the piece that, of chair. The, chair, the piece of chair. I just like calling it the deal. The deal is a great name. Uh, he does the same thing he did last time. He slams uh, Rollins' face in the mat. Rollins gets to the rope. Edge goes for a spear. Rollins uh, – this is a really clever counter. He hits a spinning neckbreaker out of it, a swinging neckbreaker mm-hmm. out of it. Goes and they for made a, a point of saying – sorry, they made a commentary made a point of saying, all right, now Seth is targeting Edge. They made a point of saying this is the first time he's really targeted the neck in this match. Uh, he goes for the stomp. Uh, Edge instead hits a sit-out powerbomb for two. Rollins hits a buckle bomb, a nasty one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes for a stomp. Edge hits a spear. Rollins kicks out of that. Uh, Rollins hits a series of super kicks to Edge's face. Yells, why won't you just die? Hits a stomp for the win. Oh, Edge's, Edge's expression uh, before the last super kick, I believe it was, yeah. where he gets up, he just looks at, Ed, at, at Seth. And the look on his face is, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But I got to get up, you know? Yeah. It was it's a, like he was, he resigned himself to his fate, but he wasn't going to give up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's it was this, really well done. It's this thing of like this brilliant performance from Seth Rollins and, and Edge in this, but Seth's performance of like, yeah, the inevitability yeah. And him being conflicted about having to do it, but he's come this far. Yeah, and the, what I loved is, is so Seth hits the stomp, and Ed, Edge is out. He's, done. he's out on his back. And Seth very gingerly goes over, gingerly yeah. lifts up the leg, covers him for the pin, gingerly puts his legs back down, and then pushes himself back in the corner. Yeah. Like, I had to do it. Did I want to do it? Yeah. Do I feel good about doing right, it? Right, yeah. And that, he plays out, and he has this interview. We go to commercial, we come back, and Edge is being wheeled to an ambulance because before commercial, they bring the 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 stretcher out, and, and medical staff tends to Edge. So he's getting pushed in the ambulance, and Seth is watching as this happening, and then Megan walks up to him for an interview and says, how do you feel? And he's, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know how he's I feel about so, it. How, he's so distraught. How do, you, how do you feel about it? Yeah. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel. I'm not sure I feel anything at all about it. It yeah. was really good. It was, it was really it was good. Really, really, really good. Seth is doing like of all the iterations of Seth, even his so far. I, I really love, you know, I didn't really take a good listen to it until fairly recently. The music and, and his entrance dance, basically how he sort of gallivants to the ring it's all just brilliant stuff. And it's all this, this, it's all this surface stuff. 
And there's some messed up stuff going on underneath that. And that's what's and he knows, so good about it. And he knows when to be, he knows when to project that. Yeah. And he knows when to internalize it really yeah. well. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You know, it's doing really, really, great work. really impressive really work. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Roman is pumping up the Usos, saying we run this place. They have what we have or they want what we have. Uso say we're going to make the family proud. And Paul says, thanks for saving me. And Roman says, I saved you. Why didn't you tell me Brock was going to be at SummerSlam? And Paul is just speechless. He doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get the main event. Mm-hmm. The Usos versus the Street Profits. It's, it's a good match. It's difficult. It was a really good match. But, like, given what we had just seen with Seth and Rollins, it was like, I, I know you had to place this here because of Roman. But man, that match was so damn good. I know. I it know. was such an emotional roller coaster. I know, um, it was really good. So yeah. early on, right before the first commercial break for the match, uh, Street Profits clear the ring. Ford takes out the Usos with a massive tope. And following that, Roman and Heyman uh, make their way down to ringside. Uh, towards the finish, Usos are set up for super kicks. Montez pulls Jay out. Dawkins rolls up Jimmy. Jimmy kicks out and sends uh, Dawkins into a super kick from Jay. Jay tags in, hits the splash, only gets a two count. Uh, shortly thereafter, Montez hits Jimmy with a frog splash, covers. Roman comes in and pretty much immediately puts Montez in the guillotine. Street Profits win by DQ. So after Bloodline have cleared the ring, Roman grabs the mic, says, I duck no man. If Brock wants it, he's going to get it. I'll smash Brock as soon as I'm done smashing Finn. Balor, lights come down. And then the Finn Nebula opens up yeah. above the ramp. Demon Finn is back. Does the whole entrance. Demon Finn walks to the ring, stares at Roman, and like the house lights, they go from you know, uh, normal incandescent or probably LED uh, uh, color temperature red, super red. And that was um, it. Just a stare down at the end. Yeah. So Roman's got a lot on his plate. Really, really yep. good stuff. Um, yep. Oh, oh. By the way, it wasn't actually the sharpshooter. It was the educator. That's right. That's right. right. Um, but still, I really his edge really like I love the his his ring gear in terms of it being edge specific ring gear. It's beautiful. Like all the different mm-hmm. color colorways they have for it, all the mm-hmm. color schemes they got mm-hmm. for it. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Want to answer a couple questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's answer a couple of questions. I got uh, a thread up here on the Patreon. Oh, yeah. I'm sure our Twitch chat has plenty. We do. Uh, uh, Peaches Juanito. Extended their sub through April. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Through WrestleMania season. And then Billy be bad with the subs. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. We've got this. Uh, we're, we blasted past. At, uh, all out. We blasted past 
our goal of 1500 subs on the on the Twitch. Yeah, so it means we got to do a 24-hour stream now. Today we were talking about what foods we're going to review on the stream and we said uh, somebody brought up ch in chat, "Hey Steve, review a moons over my hammy." So I think everybody's going to pick a obnoxious Denny's meal. Yeah. And DoorDash it and uh and then review it on the stream. Yeah. Uh yeah. right now tentatively we're looking at around the October 9th date Correct. for the 24-hour stream so we'll keep everybody updated uh for that but definitely follow us on the twitch so you get the latest whenever we go live uh first up moses supposes oh this is a good question we mentioned this during the show we think edge might be written off for a little while when do you think we'll see him again rumble whoa that far away well because survivor series if that's brand versus brand probably not much of a role for him there yeah um i mean rebels four months away it's not like you know six months away oh um, this isn't going to be one of those things where he takes next i should week. say build to the rumble build to the rumble you don't think it's, he's going to take like uh, a week off and then come back for a build to extreme rules and have an extreme rules match it I could be, be one of those surprised. things it's like one of those things where it's like they write him off for like a week and then he comes back for extreme rules but he's been around a lot lately Exactly. Well, no, he just came back for SummerSlam, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was gone for a spell. He had a match at, he had a challenge Roman at Money in the Bank, pay-per-view right before that. And then WrestleMania was only two months before that. Oh, He's yeah, been, yeah, been yeah. around quite a bit. Yeah, okay. He yeah, has you're been right. around quite a you're bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, he has been. Okay. <laughs> uh, White Brownie, Steve, there's already a raw preview on WWE's Instagram. Also not a SmackDown question, but what do you think about the report saying the new NXT set being pretty much a watered-down main roster set? You know, here's my only thing about that because I've really grown accustomed. I've really, I like the song from the outset, and the more I see the promo video, I really like it. I'm gonna give it my full support, and 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 I'm gonna give it a chance. The thing that that gets me about it is that beyond that promo, they haven't done anything on the air to like celebrate this rebrand. And I feel like that would go a long way. Like all we've had, and I know that we work in that particular business, but like, you know, it's just, oh, they're looking for a different kind of wrestler. Well, I did you notice in the promo tonight that they had some uh, mm -hmm. faces? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think and like Swerve know. was in there. Uh, Legato, I think, was in there. Uh, maybe uh, Carmelo. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. yeah, Carmelo Hayes was in there, yeah. So like, I just feel like in order to get us hyped for it, you need a little bit more of just like a video package, which sort of shows me a drawing of it and features a really cool song. I've gotten used to the logo. Um, I, look, if if they produce content that that's pretty cool and exciting, and matters, and they're the they're they're creating characters who I'll be able to follow a through line when they move on. Um, I'll be all about it. It's just this weird thing with NXT where for a couple of years now, it's like it, 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 it's obvious that there's been a disconnect between the, the characters we see in NXT and then where definitely. they move on to. Definitely. Definitely. So if, if I get the sense that WWE is excited about something that that usually gets me excited about it. Cause I know they're going to put something into it. Yeah. Um, so as far as the set being a watered down main roster, I don't know. I haven't seen the set main roster sets look pretty good. They do. So a watered down version of that still probably going to look pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Dang MQ, if they want to cross-pollinate storylines, they could say on Tuesday that Beth will not be there tonight as she has to take care of her husband after what happened on Friday. I don't know if she'd like have to leave, but like she could reference it. Yeah, reference it definitely. But yeah, as far as I mean, she's such a, she's actually she's a huge part of the NXT commentary team. Oh, she's yeah, interesting. Like you take Absolutely. her out of the equation, and it's going to be a massive chemistry's hole. off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She has her she and adds her and Vic and and Wade are so good together. They are. They really are. That especially for the rebrand, that's kind of like an all hands on deck situation. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So if you remove her from that the rebrand, you know. Some people might be tuning in because of the rebrand, maybe for the first time. Yeah. She's not there for a week or two or three, and she's back. And people are like, okay, there's what, a three-man team? This is new. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. she'll be there. She'll yeah. be there. She's great. She's absolutely great. Yeah, she is. She absolutely is. Um, Gregory Fiala, in the end, do you want Paul to choose Roman or Brock? And what should Paul do to screw over the other person? Like, I don't I, I would not want it to be some silly physical act like, oh, he takes a chair to somebody because that's not realistic or he pulls the ref's leg on a three count. That's not realistic. I'm trying to think of another way. I mean, Heyman is a manipulator. Um, so, I, man, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really curious to know. I think this I think Heyman's looking for this to be his masterpiece, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it should be because this involves the two biggest names. That he's managed. I think. <laughs> Who else yeah. has managed, right? <laughs> uh, Big Show, Cesaro. Well, Mean Mark Callis, I think, was originally a Heyman yeah, guy. Yeah, I suppose. Originally. I suppose. CM Punk. Yeah, the, it's it's Roman Brock is like prime Heyman yeah. territory. Yeah. This should be his magnum opus. Uh, Moses. Oh, sorry, I already did that one. Um, uh, Maggie, I might have missed it, but was it confirmed that Paul knew about Brock being a SummerSlam or not? Do you think Roman buys it either way? <sighs> I mean, they never really confirmed. Confirmed. It's, it's Brock's word versus versus uh, uh, Heyman's word. I guess. Yeah, I mean, Brock said he did know, and Heyman said in the ring he didn't. And then when Paul said, "Why didn't you tell me?" He didn't have anything to say. So. I don't think it seems like Roman is not trusting the wise man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe Kinrana, since Seth is doing such amazing work, how would you book him being a world champion again? He would have to, to some degree, find himself. Uh, that might be the kind of the story they're running with. Is like until he just finds out who Seth Rollins is at this point in his career. You know, because right now he's he, like the storyline with Edge is like, oh, I need to get on Edge's level. So essentially, I need to become Edge, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and it's still avoiding who Seth Rollins is. If the Intercontinental title was booked as a much bigger deal, then they could tell that story. They could they could use that title as a thing. But, yeah, I I kind of feel like the it would have to be the top title and it's sort of impossible with Roman there. But yeah, if Seth were to win the universal title without having found himself and he has a hard time accepting that he is champion and he has a hard time accepting celebrating his victories as champion there could be some real fertile ground for some interesting stuff there you know again you mentioned the intercontinental title it'd be interesting to tell that story at the intercontinental title i know yeah like he wins this title and he's just mirthless about it you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah tries to do the process of that you know tries to buy a sandwich with it 
Um, let's see. Starts tossing it around all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wolfpack for life. Is there anyone else that is more hated when they leave, but more loved when they return than Brock Lesnar? It's hard to figure. It's it's hard to hated when they leave, more loved when they return. I mean, it's 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 Brock. Brock is a mm-hmm. good, Brock is a good answer. He's a. Mm-hmm. He has a complex relationship with the fans. You got that right. Theo, third anarchist, do you think the demon will get buried or will they give him a good showing before the potential before they potentially ship him off to Raw? It'll be a competitive match. Um, Demon's not winning. So it'll be competitive. Finn had... What was the finish of Finn Roman? Uh, he... Passed out to the guillotine. Yeah. Oh, is is he hit the coup de gras on Roman? Roman kicked out. Did the yeah. the low blow during the kick? Oh, out. the low blow. Okay. Wouldn't it, I mean I don't know if they're gonna have. They should have it be kind of a similar cheaty win, because otherwise, aren't you saying that Man Finn, who's just been beaten up, was more powered up, had a better chance to win than Demon Finn. I get the feeling they're going to give Demon Finn a clean loss, though, because it's Roman, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, who knows? Uh, Dog Authority figure says, one of my favorite parts of SmackDown has been Heyman and Kayla interacting. I love that because it goes back to their time on Talking Smack. He says, have we ever had a pairing of talent and interviewer that was this much fun. I think Mean Gene was like the ultimate with that kind of stuff, you know. Mean Gene and Macho Man were great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. We watched them in the Smash Zone last week. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Justin Rogers. So is Sami Zayn the new celebrity wrestler guy? Feels like him and his buddy Kevin Owens are kind of a celebrity wrestler guys. Feels that way. Kind of feels that They're way. They're going to be wrestling the celebrities of AEW once their contracts are up. <laughs> uh, I'm just, Joe, how come they didn't let Zelina on the show tonight? She lost her father in 9-11. Should have gave, gave her a match. I think she was originally scheduled supposed to, they, that, there was supposed to be a match that she was supposed I to be thought in. some people in chat mentioned something maybe. Was she in a dark match? Maybe someone in chat will, will remind me because I saw some talk in chat. It was like Carmella and her against somebody. Was it Tegan and uh No, it was Shanty? uh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Tony? Yes, Tony Storm and blah, 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 blah. Don't remember. Uh, there we go. Joe Hansen has it. It's supposed to be Zelina. And Carmella versus Tony. Oh, but they didn't even, they did not do it even on it as a dark. I think it was, I think it it was, it was, you know, not in the show because of time or something like that. Oh, and then somebody mentioned earlier, that's what it was. Somebody mentioned earlier that uh, Drew McIntyre had a dark match. Yeah. Because it's SmackDown. (laughs) Cena did too. Cena did too. Oh, really? Cena did? Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, because he was advertised for the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Oh, the dark match was Bloodline versus the Mysterios and Cena. She says, "I don't know if that's true." Oh, and then a, oh, Rhea versus Charlotte was the dark match. Oh, okay. Stack dark match show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good weekend. We're gonna be back. Yes. If you don't catch me and the Enforcer for Unsolved Mysteries, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, we will. 
for News Beef. Hopefully you'll join us for that. Thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.